Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's Coriant.com. Welcome to the Financial Times Big Read, a weekly podcast featuring the best of our long-form reporting from around the world. I'm Anna Dedder from the Comment and Analysis Desk. Could electric cars ever have a big enough impact on the global thirst for oil to depress crude prices significantly? This question is complicated by factors such as the depletion of oil fields and how long governments will continue to subsidise the electric car market, say Peter Campbell and Polita Clark. But electric car sales topped 1 million last year and are projected to reach 25% of the world's automobile fleet by 2040. The race is on to develop an affordable mass-market electric vehicle. This report is narrated by Peter. Rarely a day passes without at least one mention of a product that was not even easy to buy in its current form seven years ago, the electric car. But behind the headlines about new electric models from the world's largest car makers, the spread of charging stations and Tesla's car battery gigafactory in Nevada, a more profound question is emerging. Could electric cars ever cut the world's thirst for oil enough to depress crude prices significantly? Even the most ardent environmental campaigner might have hesitated to entertain such a prospect in 2009, when International Energy Agency data showed there were fewer than 6,000 electric cars on the road in 40 countries. But that figure shot up to 1.2 million last year, capturing interest well beyond the green movement. Michael Wojnarowski, a Houston-based oil analyst at the energy consultancy Wood McKenzie, says everybody is paying attention. This thing has the potential to really start to take off. One energy expert in Houston who believes electric cars will remain a niche industry for a long time says some oil producers, including Saudi Arabia, the world's largest crude exporter, are nonetheless concerned. Vikas Drivendi, global energy strategist at the Macquarie Group, says, I think they are scared to death. Electric vehicles are a massive enemy, and I think they are worried to the point that this has been one of the motivations, among others, for the Aramco IPO. The Kingdom revealed this year that it plans an initial public offering to sell up to 5% of Saudi Aramco, the state-owned oil producer, as it moves to cut its economy's reliance on crude. Outwardly, the oil industry is less bothered. OPEC, the producer's cartel, predicted last year that by 2040, only 6% of the world's passenger cars will be running on non-oil fuels. Just 0.1% of the nearly 1 billion passenger cars on the road last year had a plug, according to the IEA. OPEC cited high purchase prices, driving range limitations and poor battery performance in very high or low temperatures, saying, Without a technology breakthrough, battery electric vehicles are not expected to gain significant market share in the foreseeable future. ExxonMobil, the world's largest listed oil company by market value, also thinks electric cars will only make small strides, accounting for fewer than 10% of new car sales globally by 2040. Sales last year were less than 1% of the 80 million passenger cars and light trucks sold worldwide, according to EV Volumes, a Swedish electric car consultancy. 
The oil industry's views do not seem outlandish. Considering the vehicles are so novel, there is still some confusion about how they work. There are two main types of electric car. Battery-only ones like Tesla's models and the Nissan Leaf that have an electric motor but no petrol engine. And plug-in hybrids such as the Mitsubishi Outlander that have a petrol engine and a battery that can be recharged, unlike older hybrid models. Annual sales of both have increased faster than expected from 48,000 in 2011 to 550,000 last year, especially the battery-only cars that have been showered with incentives by governments trying to tackle climate change. Sales of the two types should reach 850,000 this year, says EV Volumes. The questions are, will the industry keep growing as it has? And if it does, how long will it take before it starts to make an appreciable dent in oil demand? Passenger cars use 18 million barrels a day of oil products, 18.7% of the 96 million barrels consumed daily, according to the International Energy Agency. Crude prices crashed from $115 a barrel in mid-2014 to less than 30 in the early part of this year, when the IAA says supply was exceeding demand at a rate of about 1 million barrels a day. Some analysts say this shows how vulnerable prices are to a relatively small shift in demand a change that could become permanent if electric cars can eat into the global car market in big enough numbers. But it's not quite that simple, says IEA chief economist Laz Levaro, pointing out oil prices are affected by supply as well as demand. So even if electric car sales keep booming, the industry's effect on crude prices will struggle to match the impact of the natural depletion of existing oil fields, he says. Considering demand alone, it would take 50 million to 100 million electric cars to displace just 1 million barrels a day of oil, he adds, depending on future driving habits. That is a far cry from today's fleet of 1.2 million plug-in vehicles on the road. Then there is the question of how long the government subsidies that are powering much of the electric car market will last. Last year, electric cars had more than 1% of the market in six countries, led by Norway with 23%. But the vehicles received an average subsidy of $4,000 to $5,000, says Mr. Varro, and that is clearly unsustainable. He says you can subsidise 10,000 cars, but you cannot subsidise 10 million. Still, Mr. Varro thinks technical advances and consumer excitement about electric cars point to their potential to be highly disruptive for the oil industry. He says electric cars are roughly where solar power was 10 years ago in terms of their impact on commodity markets. Today, solar is a multi-billion dollar business which has significant impact. The solar industry's breakthrough follows dramatic falls in the price of photovoltaic panels and some improvements in their efficiency. One factor holding back electric car sales is the price of the vehicles, which is strongly determined by the batteries that power them. These can account for around one-third of the overall cost. Many of the subsidies that bridge part of the pricing gap between conventional and electric vehicles are set to be wound down, China, the world's largest electric car market, this year confirmed it will decrease the levels of subsidy on offer, removing them by 2020. Robin Zhu, an analyst at Bernstein, wrote, We expect this to pose a significant challenge for the adoption and economics of the EVs on sale, particularly as battery costs remain elevated versus what would be economic at current gasoline prices. Germany's recent introduction of electric subsidies, worth around 600 million euros, will last until 2019, while the UK's offer of up to £4,500 towards the upfront cost of an electric car is due to end in 2018. In the US, some subsidies expire once a certain threshold of sales is cleared. 
Tesla cars in California come with less of a discount because certain subsidies extend only to the first 100,000 sold in the state. Subsidies for purchasing electric vehicles are available in most European countries, as well as China, the US, Turkey and Canada. In almost all of these, the current schemes will expire within five years. While some could be replaced before they elapse, new governments in those countries may also pull the plug on subsidies, as happened in Denmark last year. Without the subsidies, electric vehicles become less appealing. In Germany, consumers will pay up to €18,000 more for a plug-in hybrid or electric model than for the equivalent petrol or diesel model, according to figures from EV volumes. Victor Earle, an analyst at the consultancy, says it is not in the interests of car makers to make electric vehicles more affordable because it will cannibalise sales of the internal combustion engine. Nevertheless, all major car manufacturers are developing hybrid or fully electric cars, largely to meet stricter environmental targets around carbon dioxide emissions that come into force towards the end of the decade. The race to develop an affordable mass-market electric vehicle, which is able to travel several hundred miles on a single charge, remains tight. Chevrolet, which is owned by General Motors, this year will begin selling the Bolt, with a range of 200 miles and costing about $30,000 including subsidies, while Volkswagen has said it wants one in four of its cars to be electric by 2025. Some industry analysts predict the sale of electric cars will soar once the total unsubsidised cost of ownership, including savings on fuel and servicing, equal those of a traditional combustion engine model. Salim Morsi, an analyst at the research group Bloomberg New Energy Finance, believes that the unsubsidised total cost of owning a battery-only car will fall below that of a conventional car as soon as 2022, assuming that oil prices are between $50 and $70 a barrel. By 2030, he believes that the average cost of lithium-ion battery cells and packs may have fallen to less than $120 per kilowatt hour, from as much as $350 per kilowatt hour recorded last year. So by 2040, he predicts 35% of new car sales globally and 25% of the world's car fleet will be electric cars, displacing 13 million barrels a day of oil, or nearly 14% of the current demand. He says, A lot of people think that's actually very conservative. Indeed, analysts at UBS expect electric car cost parity to be reached by 2021 in Europe and by 2025 in China, which is already a powerful force in the market. In the US, however, where fuel costs are substantially lower, they say battery electric vehicles will not beat internal combustion engine cars for the foreseeable future. Much may depend on whether conventional car makers follow the path of Tesla and start making their own batteries. Elon Musk, Tesla's chief executive, says his Gigafactory venture, which involves Japan's Panasonic, should drive battery costs down sharply. Most car makers currently source their batteries from suppliers such as Samsung and LG Chem, both of South Korea, and from Panasonic. Volkswagen says it wants to develop a new competency in batteries, which has fueled speculation that it may announce its own version of Tesla's Gigafactory. But the chances of other car makers moving into production are low, says Philippe Houchois, an analyst at Jefferies. He adds, The low current levels of profitability in battery cell manufacturing and the need to get prices down by around 40% in the next five years is hardly supportive of investment. This may suggest the oil industry's complacency around the impact of electric cars today is warranted, but as coal and gas electricity companies have learnt from the growth in solar power, disruption in the energy sector can take effect much faster than expected. 
Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's Coriant.com. Did you know the Capital Ideas Podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin? Through the words and experiences of investment professionals, you'll discover who was their best mentor, what's a mistake they made that changed their approach, and how do they find their next great idea? Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Published by American Funds Distributors, Inc.